0: This anointed teaching by Apostle Theo Volmerans comes to you from Christian Family Church International. Dear Father in the name of Jesus we bow before you. We thank you for this wonderful opportunity we have as your family to gather together and worship you tonight in spirit and in truth. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for healing all of us on the cross. We thank you that we've received tonight in jesus name as i come to teach i'll make it known that i'm not trusting or depending on limited human abilities to teach but i am depending on you and therefore i know without doubt that you touch my mind that i might grasp a revelation that will rise in abundance from my heart within And I thank you for supernatural recall of the scripture. And I believe that your word will flow from my mouth smoothly and accurately and clearly without hindrance from anything. Carried by your anointing, your power and love to each person's mind. Bringing understanding, removing all confusion. And that you will enter every heart here and watching on TV and live on social media. I thank you, Father, that you will enter their hearts and bring faith and remove all fear. In Jesus' name, we'll give you all the praise, honor, and glory for all that is revealed and accomplished through your word and by your spirit here today. In Jesus' name, and all those who love the Lord said, you may be seated, family. Now, we are studying... The Holy Spirit and praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues. Now help me here tonight, how many of you do not pray in tongues? You're not full to the Spirit, you maybe don't even know what it means, okay? So if you are and you do speak in tongues, I'd like to see how many people, what the percentage is here tonight will help me and guide me as to how to manage the service. So, if you kindly raise your hand and wave it at me, if you do speak in tongues, you are full of the Spirit, wave at me. Okay? So that's about 75 to 80% of you. All right, thank you. Now, <clears throat> for those of you who don't know what that means, okay, salvation is a gift from God. That we receive right none of us deserve it we all sinned and we've all come short of going to heaven the glory of god and we're all bound for hell because we're sinners but jesus died on the cross he went to hell in our place came back on the third day he suffered completely in our place took our punishment so we didn't have to go there and we can accept him as our savior and be forgiven. Wonderful, it's a gift, okay? All done by Jesus, not by us. We don't deserve any of that, but we do get it free of charge. Now, the next gift God gives to his children is the gift of the fullness of the Holy Spirit entering into our lives, into our hearts, with the evidence of speaking in a heavenly prayer language, a heavenly prayer language that our mind doesn't understand what we are praying or what we are saying, but it's the heart that's praying out of the mouth. And God, the Holy Spirit, guides that prayer. He guides that prayer. So that He is unctioning that prayer and He's praying God's blessings into your life. He's praying God's blessings into your life. All that He paid for, On the cross he's praying into your life is also praying God's purpose and plan into your life now the road that God has ahead of you is the narrow road not the broad way the narrow way and it's a it's a way of blessing God will pray that you walk in the purpose of God which is a blessed way it's a highway of blessing And He will provide for you all the tools you need, the finances you need, the resources you need, the contacts of the right people you need. They'll all be there ahead of you when you arrive to help you on your way. And whatever God gives you to do in life, whatever job, secular job, remember this. That's just... Your disguise. Your real job is you are an ambassador of Jesus. And you are living for Him. And bringing light into a dark world. That's your real job. You got it? So all the other jobs we have in the secular world is just your mission field. That's all that is. Okay? Now, but God's going to bless you and make you A witness where others can say what have they got why are they so blessed and then you're gonna tell them I'm blessed because of Jesus and you can be blessed too right so praying in tongues allows the Holy Spirit to pray for you and bring all that to pass And then, not only does he help, does he pray that prayer through your life, but he goes out and he answers his own prayer. He prays the prayer through your mouth, then he goes out and he answers the prayer, he makes the prayer happen. That's why when you pray in tongues, it's a guaranteed, victorious, answered prayer. It's no hit or misses, it always works 100% of the time. Now, this is a free gift, as I said, starting out and all of us can receive this free gift tonight if you want or you can go to our christian growth from the seminar starts in a week's time and there you'll learn you'll have a whole bible study on how to receive this gift and then you can make a decision if this is something you want or not but i can assure you right now i promise you right now that this gift has saved my life I know I'd have been dead at least 10 times in my life by now we went for the Holy Ghost and because of this wonderful ability to pray and hearing God's voice because of it God's helped me pray for many people and their lives have been spared from from death from danger and uh, my daughter Natalie Candace my wife, friends, staff members, their lives are spared and, 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 and God showed me what they were going to do ahead of time, the devil was going to do, and spared their lives, prayed through and their life was spared. So I can't do without the Holy Spirit and this whole ministry as a result was given birth to by the Holy Spirit. He's brought this into existence. Through prayer. So he gets all the glory for whatever has happened in my life. The word that I teach is his. He's the one that taught it to me. So he gets all the glory, the Holy Spirit. And I want to highly recommend that you accept the gift for yourself. No pressure. I recommend is that okay? So I'm not going to embarrass anybody here tonight, but I'm going to teach the Word about praying in the Spirit, so you'll see how exciting this is as you listen, all right? No one's going to be embarrassed. Let me ask you this question. Can anybody out confirm that the Holy Spirit's been a great blessing to you? Would you raise your hand if that's true? All right. So there you go. I think you're outnumbered. <laughs> all right. All right, now we have lo- we're looking at different reasons why praying in the Spirit is important. And here is number six, and I'm not giving you this in any order, okay? Number six reason why praying in the Spirit is so important is that it will help us become sensitive to the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. So that when I pray in tongues, I become sensitive to God's guidance, I hear His voice. Let's see what Jesus says about that in John 16 and verse 13. Jesus said, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. All right. Notice this, it says, firstly, did you see that Jesus said he instead of it? He didn't say, when it, the spirit of truth, has come, it will guide you into all truth. It will speak of it. He said, he, 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 he. This is the third person of the Godhead. The Holy Ghost. is deity. As much as the Father, as much as the, as the Lord Jesus. Alright? So Jesus left and he sent the Holy Spirit to come. And he said here, he will guide you. And then he said, he'll tell you things to come so that the Holy Spirit will tell me the future. So that God wants me to know the future and he sent the Holy Spirit to tell me the future. The Holy Spirit does not initiate the instruction. He tells us what Jesus tells us. So he hears what Jesus says and then he puts that into our heart. 14, next verse. He, the Holy Spirit, will glorify me, Jesus said, for he'll take of what is mine and declare it to you. So say that the Holy Spirit will tell me everything Jesus wants me to know. Amen. The Holy Spirit will also tell you everything the Father wants you to know. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9. Write that down. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love Him. So this God has prepared things for me because He loves me. But He says, I has not seen, ears not heard. Say this, this knowledge of what God has prepared for me does not come to me through the five senses. Because it says, eyes not seen, ears he not heard. Okay? We cannot receive God's instructional guidance through the five senses. God doesn't speak to us into our mind. If you are hearing voices, it's not God. <laughs> if you're hearing voices in your head, it's not God. Alright, God speaks to us in our heart, in our spirit. Let's see if we can find that. Same chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, go down to verse 10. But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. And the Spirit of God is in your spirit. So God the Father speaks to us and the Holy Spirit takes that and brings it to our heart. He tells us what the Father wants us to know. Verse 12. Now we have received, not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God. So that I have received the Spirit of God. Why? That we might know the things which have been freely given to us by God. So this, I have been given the Holy Spirit that I might know about all the wonderful free things God has given me through Calvary and has prepared for my future. He sent the Holy Spirit to inform me and tell me, this is what I have for you ahead of you. This is how I want to bless you. Now we have received, not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit is from God, that we might know the things that we have been freely given to us by God. God has given us everything freely, child of God. The Holy Spirit was given to me to reveal to me what God has for me in my future. Say that. The Holy Spirit was given to me. reveal to me what God has for me in my future. Isn't that wonderful? Now look at verse 14. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. What's that mean? That means the man who is ruled by his five senses. The carnal thinking man, the natural man, the unsaved man, doesn't receive. This knowledge from God. Why? For they, the natural man, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can the natural man know the things of God. Because they are spiritually discerned. Say this, the things of God are spiritually discerned. Spiritually understood. Spiritually perceived received. That means in our heart. Say so it's the things of God, the knowledge of God is received from God in my spirit because the Holy Spirit dwells in my spirit. And that's where he speaks to me. You see, when you pray in tongues now, it's the Holy Spirit and your spirit interacting. Working together, working together. The Holy Spirit's massaging your spirit, working with you. And in that process, you're gaining understanding and knowledge. If you will confess, I believe I know what the Holy Spirit wants me to do, while you pray in tongues, it'll come to you. Understanding will start flowing. Have a notepad notepad and a pen down next to you. By faith, you believe God's going to speak to you, right? Well, put a notepad down there and a pen. Don't let it get away from you. Write it down. So you pray in tongues. And while you're praying, you say, Praise God, I believe I understand what God wants me to know. Pray in tongues. I believe I understand what God wants me to know. And you'll see that knowledge will start rising up in you. Brother, and you'll just walk off in the perfect plan of God for your wife on the blessed road. The blessed road. I can tell you honestly, family, when I got saved, my greatest goal in life was to have a suntan in winter. I grew up on the beach in Durban. And my greatest goal in life was to have a suntan in winter. I, I'm not exaggerating now. I used to go down to the beach in winter, I was the only one there. I had to get a suntan in winter. My horizons have broadened a little since then. <laughs> That's, you can blame the Holy Spirit for all that. Anything better than a suntan is all the Holy Spirit's work and influence. Amen. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because he's trying to get the understanding of God through the five senses. Because they are spiritually discerned. Said that, I know what God wants me to do, because it happens in my spirit. The natural senses, the five senses, is not the way to find God, seek God, understand God. Scientists have not found God with natural wisdom. They've been to the four corners of the earth, they can see by, with the telescopes, they can see the furthest stars, but they, they say, We can't find heaven out there. There must be no heaven. I can't see God out there, there must be no God. Praying in the Spirit makes us more sensitive to the purpose of God and the will of God. If we spend time praying in the Spirit, we will not miss guidance when it comes. said so that, I'll not miss guidance when it comes if I'm praying in the Spirit and prayed up in the Spirit. We'll make right choices. You see, if I throw a ball at you like that, and I'll shout, catch! And you don't, you're just not even looking at me the ball's going to hit you and bounce off. But if you're standing ready and I throw the ball, you're going to catch it, right? See, the Holy Spirit, when you pray in tongues, He alerts you spiritually. And then when guidance comes, you receive it. You see, you can ask for stuff. You can ask for things. You can ask for God's blessing financially. And then God will send you someone or something. And you'll walk right past it not knowing it's God wanting to prosper you because you're not prayed up and ready and sensitive in the spirit. You'll miss it. So, when we pray for things and want God's blessing, they stay in the spirit be ready to catch the blessings of God when they come to us. So we become sensitive. Now, Tonight, I'm going to pray a prayer for all of you that have a question for God. All of you that have a question for God, I'm going to pray a prayer for you, and you'll receive your answer. I'm going to walk you through it, all right? Before I do that, how many of you would like to minister to somebody to receive the Holy Spirit, know how to do it? How would you like to pray for somebody to speak in tongues and know how to do it? Anybody? Three of you. That's real encouraging. Let's try that again. How many of you would like to pray for somebody to get the Holy Spirit in speaking tongues? You'd like to know how to do it. Put your hand up. Okay, I'm going to show you how to do it right now. So you can pray for your family, your friends, anybody. Here it is. Get your notepad out, your net, your pen, and write these scriptures down as I go through it. It's this, this will take ten minutes, and then I'm going to minister to you. You Ready? All right, starting at Acts chapter one, verse four, and being assembled together with his disciples, Jesus commanded them to depart from Jerusalem. Uh, Command them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. For John truly baptizeth water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Go down to verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria at and the end of the earth. Go down to 12. Then they returned to Jerusalem as instructed by Jesus from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. And when they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying. Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, the zealot, and Judas, the son of James. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the woman and Mary, the mother of Jesus, with his disciples. So Mary, the mother of Jesus, was with the 120 people in the upper room. Now go to Acts chapter 2, verse 1. Now when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they the hundred and twenty were all with one accord in one place in that upper room in Jerusalem on Mount Zion. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire and one sat upon each of them. So like little candle flames sat on each of the hundred and twenty And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues. As the Spirit of God gave them utterance, or the Holy Spirit enabled them to do. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues. Now this is not natural language. This is a heavenly language. Their mind, their understanding was not participating. This came out the heart of those people. And their heads did not know what their mouth was saying. Did not know what they were saying. This was the birth of Christianity right here. We just read that. Acts chapter 2. Jesus left and he told his disciples, all 120, go wait in Jerusalem in the upper room on Mount Zion until you receive the power of God, the Holy Spirit. And that's what they did. Now that's where... The church began. And take note of this. All 120 of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues, including Mary, the mother of Jesus. All spoke in tongues. So the church began its journey 2,000 years ago and all spoke in tongues. We have got away from that, but that's what God wants for His believers, for His children. When these people came out from the upper room, the 120 came down the streets, they were overcome by the presence of God. And sometimes when people are overcome by the presence of God, they stagger around and sometimes they fall over because their body gets too weak. And um, sometimes people begin to laugh with joy, joy, because the presence of God overcomes them. And the Bible said, in the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. Say that, in the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy. That's why Jesus said to the good servant. He said, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. In other words, enter into the presence of the Lord. Say this again, the presence of the Lord is full of joy. So I don't know about you, but I've heard people laugh so much from the joy that they lie on the floor, they can't walk. And they lie there for an hour or two or three. Right. I've heard of people who laugh so hard that they can't drive their car home. They're laughing and they get home. Somebody drives them home and put them in bed. They're still laughing in bed. From the joy. You can't make that up. You can't laugh like that. No joke's that funny. <laughs> I don't care who the comedian is. Right. Are you out there? You're all gone home. I was in a Rodney Howard Brown meeting in Florida um, in a little town between Tampa and Orlando Carl Strader had a big church there let see 10,000 people and Rodney had revival meetings there this is going back quite a few years ago this is when his ministry first broke and um, it was packed out every night Packed out because nobody had seen anything like this before. And um, so one man had to go to work. It was in the middle of the day. We had day meetings and night meetings. He had to go to work. So I was driving on the freeway, laughing. It's a true story. Laughing so hard and he had the radio on, so listening to Rodney Al Brown, and get, you could know, hear the whole crowd laughing on the radio. So he's driving down the road, he's laughing so hard, tears are coming down his eyes, he can't really see where he's going. And he's swerving along the road like this, you see. So a cop pulls him over, blue light. Pulls him over, gets out of his car. This is in America. He comes walking towards this man. And um, he's laughing so hard, he just falls on the seat. And he's laughing. So the cop says, wind down the window, say, wind down the window, puts his finger on the button. Then he's laughing, and the cop says, are you drunk? And he says, yes, I'm drunk. (laughs) But but not from alcohol, of course, not from alcohol. So the cop says, give me the keys, and he reaches across, and and he takes the keys. But the radio's on. And just then, Rodney says, now, there's somebody here. You're a backstudding Christian. You used to serve God. And your father used to be a preacher. And you should come back to Jesus. So this cop stops and listens to the radio because his father was a preacher and he's a backstudding Christian. And he says, What is going on here? And so he starts to listen to the radio. And in a few minutes, he's repentant. He asks God forgive him. He gets restored to the Lord and he starts to laugh. Now the both of them are laughing so hard they're lying on top of each other in this man's car. Okay. So, then eventually this man gets to gather his senses and he takes the policeman and he walks him to his car. He opens the door and he puts the cop in the car, puts him feet in, and he's lying on the seat, laughing, laughing, and the the car drives off, and he leaves the cop lying on his front seat, door closed, laughing, and he can't do his work. But he got his life restored to Jesus, and he's filled with the Holy Ghost and the joy of the Lord. Amen? The devil doesn't do stuff like that. Not at all. Now, how how do I get onto that? That wasn't part of my message. Did you enjoy it? Nice story, eh? True story. Okay then. Uh, so, uh, in verse 4, it says, They were all full of the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, all Christians on earth... Are All Christians on earth were in that upper room at the time, and all the spoken tongues, all were Jews. Now, when these people came out the upper room, they came down the streets. Verse 14 says, a great crowd of people came and gathered around to watch them. About 5,000. They stopped. This is the day of Pentecost. So they came from all over the world to celebrate this great feast. And they saw the 120 in the streets. the Bible says in verse 14, And Peter, standing up with 11, raised his voice and said to them, to the 5,000, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and heed my words. For these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it's only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass the last days, says God, that I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Not some, all. 37. Now, when they heard this, they were all cut to the heart, and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, "Men and brethren, what shall we do? What must I do now? What's my next step?" Thirty-eight. Then Peter said to them, "Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit." And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So Peter said, "Repent. Give your life to Jesus." And the next thing you will receive the gift of speaking in tongues. Peter preached that to all 5000 and guess what? They did. They did. Peter said for the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off as many as the Lord our God will call to salvation. So this the gift of the Holy Spirit is to everybody that God calls to salvation. Can you see that? This gift is for everybody. Praise God. These are scriptures you want to read out to them. The Gentiles received the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues as well. Over in Acts chapter 10, Cornelius, a Roman centurion, sends for Peter to come tell him how to get saved. The angel told him to do that. And when Peter came to Cornelius' house and ministered to all his friends, the Bible says in Acts 10, 44, then as Peter was saying these things, preaching the gospel to them, the holy spirit fell upon all who heard the message from peter the jewish believers who had come with peter were amazed that the gift of the holy spirit had been poured out upon the gentiles that means non-jews as well and they could not be and there could be no doubt about it for they heard them all speaking in tongues and praising god then peter asked can anyone object to their being baptized in water now that they have received the holy spirit just as we did in Acts 2. So he gave orders for them to be baptized in the name of Jesus. After Cornelius asked him to stay with them for several days. So that, in Acts chapter 10 there, that experience took place with all the non-Jews. Non-Jews. So in Acts 2 was all Jews got full of the Holy Ghost and saved. And here in Acts 10, Cornelius's family and friends all got full of the Holy Ghost and got saved. At the same time. Everybody. Not some. All got saved, all spoke in tongues. Now go to Acts 19, verse 1. While Paul, while the Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveling through the interior interior provinces, finally he came to Ephesus where he found certain believers. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became a believer? He asked them. No, they replied. We don't know what you mean. We haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Then, they, then what baptism did you experience? He asked. They replied, The baptism of John. And, and Paul said, John's baptism was to demonstrate a desire to turn from sin and turn to God. John himself told the people to believe in Jesus. The one John said would come later. As soon as they heard this, they were all baptized. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Then, verse 6. Then, when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in other tongues and prophesied. So, remember this. The Bible says there were twelve of them. Verse 7. There were about twelve men in all. So all of them got saved, got baptized in the Holy Ghost, all spoke in tongues. So you see three three accounts. Acts 2, all spoke in tongues. Acts 10, Cornelius' household and all his friends and family, all spoke in tongues. Acts 19, all spoke in tongues. And there's other places in the Bible where you'll see the same thing happen. Everybody does. This gift is for everybody. Amen? Not for some, for all. You can receive. And I encourage you to seek for it and you will get it. Now, I'm gonna close with a very important message to everybody about the nation of South Africa. I'm gonna spend about five minutes talking about this before I pray for you. As I come to South Africa every three or four months, I talk to people some people in the know. And everybody's very concerned about the state of the country and where it's going. Everybody. No one is not. And people seem to have lost hope about South Africa ever improving. They all believe it's going to get a lot worse, a lot quicker. A lot of people will not have work economy is going to crash a lot more, all this stuff. Nothing is going to be better. Everything is going to be a lot worse. These are the good old days right here. And they feel like there's no hope. And so when I come, I pray and seek God about that because I know what I say is going to go on social media all over the world and it's going to go all over South Africa on television, all over Africa, all over Europe. I know that. So I'm not just speaking to you tonight, I'm speaking to many people and hopefully many ministers of the gospel. So I believe I bring a message now for South Africa because hear me, God can fix this and only God can fix this. And God wants to fix it. God wants, Jesus said, Pray this prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Are we experiencing on earth as it is in heaven right here? Not even close. But that's what Jesus wants. He wants happiness. He wants peace. He wants love between everybody. Jesus wants jobs for everybody. Jesus wants your children playing in the streets. Jesus wants you to drive around free without concern about any danger. Jesus wants you to be prospering, to have all the money you need. Jesus wants you to be happy and have friends. Jesus said, ask whatever you need in John 16, 23. Ask the Father in my name. Whatever you desire, ask the Father in my name. And he'll give it to you that your joy may be full. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. God wants us to be happy. Jesus died on the cross for us to have full joy, child of God. This is not God's will. But God wants to fix it. So how is He going to do that? How is He going to do that? Have a look at Second Chronicles 7.14 up on the screen. Second Chronicles 7.14. If my people, that's you and me, who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven, will forgive their sin and heal the land. Underline that and heal the land. If my people will pray, I'll heal the land. God is God. He created the universe. He created the worlds. He spoke them into existence. He created humanity. God can fix South Africa if we pray. We cannot blame the government, the police force, the Navy, the Army, the teachers. We cannot blame anybody except Christians because they become passive. God said, if my people will pray, I'll heal the land. And if they don't pray, the devil will take charge. It's not a one-off prayer meeting that we need. It's not a prayer once a year, all get together and pray. That's not going to fix this problem. It's got to be a daily thing praying in the Holy Ghost. It's got to be a daily thing praying in the Holy Ghost. Have a look at Romans 8, 26 on the screen. Just that verse. The Holy Spirit Himself makes intercession for us. Say so this, the Holy Spirit prays for us. Look at the next verse, just the following few lines. We know what the mind of the Holy Spirit is because the Holy Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Say so this, I know what the Holy Spirit is thinking because He's praying for me according to the will of God to bring about the will of God. Now, we need to have thousands of fellowship groups or prayer groups all over South Africa praying. And we need to have churches, church-wide people coming together for the church to pray. Pastors need to invite their congregations to form prayer groups all over the cities. And they need to invite the people to come to church, to a church-wide prayer meeting once a week, or go to a fellowship group and pray there. Whichever they choose. And now you pray at home for your family and yourself, but then you commit once a week to go and pray. This is the prayer group. It says, and I'm recommending the following Giving birth to God's plan for South Africa, prayer group. Giving birth to God's plan. For South Africa prayer group. Can we put that up on the screens? Say it. Giving birth to God's plan for South Africa prayer meetings. How does that happen? Well, when you come together, you don't pray for yourself. You pray for South Africa. And you say, Holy Spirit, I invite you to pray through us today and give birth to your plan for this nation And then you begin to pray hard and fast in the tongues, in your heavenly prayer language, and let him work it out. Put the Holy Ghost in charge. When you pray in tongues like that, he's praying. He knows exactly what to deal with and who to deal with. He knows exactly who to put in charge in various places all over the country. He knows exactly who to get saved. And if they don't want to get saved, take them out and replace them. He knows exactly what to do for every person in this nation. And I believe there will be a great revival in South Africa. A great revival. The devil and demons will have to flee from this country, and the Holy Ghost will take charge. But Christians need to pray continually, continually, all over on a daily basis. Different prayer groups are praying. Giving birth to God's plan for South Africa prayer group. So I want to go to a prayer group where they are giving birth to God's plan for South Africa. And go once a week. Every person here, you need to commit yourself to prayer for yourself during the week and your family. But once a week, you make the sacrifice of going to pray for South Africa. And if you'll do that, we will see a revival. What's that mean? That means people get born again. Criminals get born again. Prostitutes get born again. The corrupt will get born again. People full of hate will get born again. God can make this happen, child of God. We've got to understand how great He is, how awesome He is, but He can do nothing until we pray. You have not, for you have asked not. That's what the Bible said. Ask and you will receive. Don't ask, and you did get nothing. But we don't need a one-off prayer meeting once a year in a big tent. We need, or stadium, we need continuous praying by the power of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost must do this. It's got to be in tongues. That's why I'm teaching on getting people filled with the Holy Spirit to speak in tongues so you can become, you can make a difference. Every person can make a difference. Your prayer, you'll be praying for somebody in that prayer meeting and God will go sort that out. Somebody else will be praying for somebody else in that prayer meeting and God will sort that out. But collectively, you'll be making a difference. The greatest thing you can do, the greatest thing you can do to move the ball forward in the kingdom of God is prayer. Because God can get a million times done more than I can in my own strength. If I'll just turn it over to Him. Am I making any sense here? Family of God, South Africa is destined to be a witness of God's grace, mercy and blessing and prosperity for the world. The world must come here to see what God has done. We want to see great high-rise buildings being built, businesses being built. And people can walk in the streets everywhere in peace and joy and hug each other and love each other and encourage each other. God is colorblind. Did you know that? God is colorblind. He God made black people. He made white people. He made every different person there is, Because it's beautiful to him. The devil's brought this, this, this stress between colors and nations. It's not God's plan. When we get to heaven, there's going to be all different colors there. We're all going to be loving each other. We're one family. We'll all have one father. The Bible said there's no Jew, no Greek. Listen to this. The Bible said there's no Jews, there's no Greek, there's no male. There's no female, you're all one in Christ. When you get to heaven, there's no male or female. Did you know that? There's no sex in heaven. I know some folks are disappointed right now. (laughs) I could hear the oxygen go out the room. But get used to that. No sex in heaven, no male nor female. No Jew no Greek. No Jew no Greek. Bible said what? We're all one in Christ. All one in Christ. If you are a Christian, we all have the same father and we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. There's only two races in this world. There's only two races. That's the born-again child of God and the the living and the dead. The living and the dead. Those who know God who are alive unto Christ, who have passed from death into life, and those who don't know God who are living in death. They're living in death. They're, They're in eternal death without God's life in them. That's the two races in the world. The living and the dead. Not black and white. Those who are Christians and those who are not. That's the two races. When God looks down, He sees two groups of people those born in the second Adam and those born in the first Adam. The devil's come in here with all this junk and try to mix it up and get us to hate each other. The devil's trying to cause strife and hate everywhere he can, every way he can. Do not fall for that. Are you following me, church? Racism is of the devil. It's of the devil. We are one family with one father. And when you get to heaven, we'll all be in heaven together, one family, one, one father. Jesus is our big brother. So, let's join hands and pray for God's purpose to be born in South Africa. And let's have a touch of heaven in our country. I believe with all my heart, God's appealing to us to get off our blessed assurance. And pray. And pray. If you are committed to becoming a prayer warrior, and for Jesus Christ to do this, for his kingdom to take root in this nation and dominate in South Africa instead of the devil and the demons. And if you are determined and committed to chasing demons out of co- this country by praying in the Holy Ghost, oh, I would like you to stand up on your feet and we're going to say a little prayer of commitment. And commit ourselves to pray. If you're willing, if you're not willing, no one's forced to do this. We're going to pray several little prayers. This is the first one. All right. Say this with me, dear father in heaven, I've heard the word tonight. I believe with all my heart, you want to bless South Africa. You want harmony, peace and love among everybody in this nation. You want everybody to enjoy blessing and prosperity, to live as brothers in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for sending the Holy Spirit who lives in me. And I know that as I yield to him to pray, to allow the Holy Spirit to give birth to your plan for South Africa it will happen we'll start to see heaven come to earth and things change and God's blessings come to this nation where everybody is blessed as the tide comes in all ships will rise in the name of Jesus I commit myself to become a mighty prayer warrior I'll make sure I learn how to pray fervently so I can make a difference. In the name of Jesus, I'm committed. Praise God. 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 God, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now say this. Father God, I receive your instruction. For my life. I have many questions. I need answers. I have decisions to make. I need answers. And I receive from you now. Answers. For my decisions. I receive it. In the name of Jesus. Now just keep quiet. Keep quiet. And listen to your heart. Listen to your heart. Now tell them what it is you want to know. So I receive instruction for A, B, C, D. Go ahead. I receive instruction for this, that, and the other. Now say, Father, I thank you. I receive it. I believe I know what to do thank you Lord praise you Father in the name of Jesus I believe I know what to do I want to bring honor to your name praise you my Father praise God God. you are God's child and he loves you all of you he loves you with a never ending never dying love Praise His name. Praise His name. Praise God. Praise God. Father, I thank You. As Your children sleep, the guidance will come up out of their hearts. The next two or three days, they'll all know exactly what You want them to do. They'll have the answers in Jesus' name. Now, say this by faith. I believe I know what to do. Tell the person next to you, I believe I know what to do. Tell the person on the other side, I believe I know what to do. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. All right. Now, it is quarter to eight. I can close the service or else, all of you that want to get full of the Holy Ghost, can get full of the Holy Ghost right now if you want to. Is there anybody who wants to speak in tongues here tonight? Wave at me. Does anybody want to speak in tongues? All right, come out here. If you want to speak in tongues, come out here.